0: How are you doing today? I pray you are doing well this season of Advent. Advent meaning to prepare, prepare for His coming. I hope you've been preparing. I hope you're getting your heart ready. I hope Christ already lives in your heart. Amen. And that it's just simply a celebration. Uh, I thought, you know, I wanted to get some of this message out that I'll be doing at an actual Christmas luncheon. It just says ministering to me, though. I'm calling it Christ chaos, Christmas. And I went through this thing and I thought, you know what? I want to know what it was really like first century Israel. We see the, you know, and I love this, the clean, squeaky, hallmark version of Christmas. And and it, it, it was incredible, of course. But I kept thinking, what must it have been like for this precious young teenager named Mary And then for her husband, not even husband yet, her boyfriend at that time or husband to be set up by the family, Joseph, what was it like for Jesus? So I did some investigating because I keep thinking of Christ, chaos. Sometimes things aren't squeaky clean (laughs) as much as you want them to be. But what I love is who God comes into the chaos and I'm going to prove it in this message. And then we celebrate Christmas. I was listening to a preacher, and he really got to me, and he said, you know, and I want you to listen to this. He said, hey, if you have the mindset of, yeah, I've heard all that. Yeah, I grew up in all that. That's danger. He says, you're becoming familiar. There's a little danger to familiarity. Just giving you a little, little thing there. I've heard that. I grew up with all that. Yeah. Y- you didn't really then. You heard it only intellectually. Because, man, if you get the Christmas story, it's not just a little story. It's not just something cute that we put on Christmas cards. Christ came. This is huge. Maybe maybe you've been a little jaded at stuff. Maybe, you know, society, maybe, maybe life makes you a little cynical. It can happen to anyone. Oh, my gosh. Advent. Rediscover. Be amazed again. With the story I'm about to tell you out of the book of Luke, I pray... You get so amazed at the risen Christ and say, oh my gosh, I, I, want it. I want back, God, I want back. But again, thinking about that original story out of Luke chapter 2, I went back and studied in my history books, first century occupied Israel says this in some of these researchers, Mary lived in a pioneer village, maybe 35 homes. Nothing fancy schmancy folks. I'm talking about Christ is in the chaos. Christ, chaos, Christmas. The village was occupied by a Roman outpost, meaning they had to serve Rome. Christ is in the chaos. Her life was meager, not from a wealthy family. Very common everyday life in first century Israel. Well, here she is, probably 16, 15, 16. An angel appears to her as the Bible shows us. His name is Gabriel, and he says, Mary, my gosh, you have found favor with God, and you are going to bear a son, and you're going to call him Jesus. You know the story. I won't take time, but man, go reread the book of Luke chapter 2. Mary at first says, how can this be? I've not been with anyone. And Luke talks about how the Holy Spirit will do this. And what Mary does is incredible. She says, be it done to me according to your word. Joseph, who's a great guy, but can you imagine what he must have thought? Christ is in the chaos. Biblically, folks, and I never thought of this. I was reading that historically, if you had fornication, sex before marriage, back in this time, you you could get stoned. Joseph could have had her stoned because she had to eventually tell her parents and her families and those 35 homes that she was pregnant. Christ, chaos. Could have been a little chaotic, but Christmas. I just thought that was so powerful, that, man, Joseph, like, put yourself in there. But you know what? God's good. If you were in my class, I'd say, repeat after me, God's good. He sends the angel Gabriel to Joseph. This is Joseph, don't. Because Joseph was going to divorce her quietly, to preserve her. this is a good God. The angel says, don't do it. This whole plan's of God. So Joseph says, all right. Well, then to top that off, I mean, think about you. Not only are they teenagers, think about this at any age. A census is being now told that you got to travel. You got to travel to Bethlehem. You got to tell them, the, you know, the, the people, the census of your family, your family lineage. So there they go. There they go traveling. Ten-day trip. Ten days riding the donkey. All those pictures are accurate that you see her riding. Ten days pregnant to get to Bethlehem because of the census. Valleys. I mean, think about it. Just put yourself in this rural, raw, not squeaky clean Meaning even in the natural, the, the geography of it all, time of Jesus' birth. I really went there in my devotions. I really thought, God, why did you, you could have come heralded the king of kings. Now he will in the second coming. You, you tell me your opinion. Why did he come so humble and meager and, and born the way I'm about to read? They're finally in Bethlehem and Cha- Luke chapter 2, 6 and 7 says this, while they were there. The time came for the baby to be born, and she, Mary, gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room. Instead of an actual inn, and I don't want to ruin your images, it's still very raw and meager, but most of the homes where they went, where could have been distant relatives, had a room in the back of these Jewish homes, and um, that is where the animals stayed. It was packed with hay, but uh, I don't know. I just was reading. However, you want to look at it, there was no grumpy innkeeper saying, "No, you can't come in." But anyway, I'm just saying Western Civ might have put that into the story. It doesn't match. It doesn't change the story, not really. Point being is she uh, was in the back of a room and gave birth to God. <laughs> I said, God, such such humble and. I don't know, meager beginnings. Chaos, man. I mean, here she's, think about Mary. She's pregnant. Think about Joseph. He could have had her stoned. Chaos. Now 10 day journey. She has a baby. Everything is packed. She's in a back room of a house. Chaos. Amidst the chaos, Christ came. That's what I want you to get. Amidst the chaos, God came. Chaos will not stop God from coming to you. I don't know what you're going through. If it's chaotic, it will not stop God from coming to you. Perhaps that's another reason why we see that arrival, not grandiose like the second coming will be. Maybe it was God trying to show, hey, guys, I got you. I didn't have a huge arrival either. You know what I mean? In the natural. I mean, the angels erupted because it was so huge, but in the natural. Quickly follow something Max Lucado brings out in his book on Bethlehem, talking about Christ being in the chaos. I love this. I wrote, I found the definition of chaos. I did this uh, means complete disorder. There's confusion. Might describe a time you're in. And I thought, wow, God came amidst confusion and disorder. And I just think maybe Joseph and Mary's brains were like, wait, what? Now what? <laughs> but God supernaturally gave gave them the ability to handle it. Ooh, that. See how the God, see how God works. God will supernaturally give you the ability to handle what you're trying to decipher through at this season. Oh my gosh. I love Christmas. Okay. We have a scandalous pregnancy. We have a census. We have an untimely trip. We have an overcrowded room and God still triumphs. Now watch what he does. He starts to go through the lineage of Jesus Christ triumphs in chaos Christ is in your chaos. Now watch. Matthew goes through the lineage. Why? He opens his gospel with dozens of names before we get to the fun, you know, Mary, Joseph, Jesus thing. Now just bear with me. If you're not a Bible person yet, you, you, you soon will be like in a matter of 10 seconds. Watch. Before we get to the wise men and the star of Bethlehem, we see this. Abraham begets Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. Jacob begot Judah. Don't, don't snooze on me. And his brothers. Judah begets Perez and Zara by Tamar. Circle the name Tamar. Perez begets Hezron. Hezron begets Ram. You're saying, oh my gosh, where are, you, where are you going with this? Hang on. 16 verses go down. To Obed begets Jesse. Jesse begets the king of David and David begets Solomon. Okay. You're saying, I want to go to the nativity story. Hang on. I'm giving you Bible. What about this Tamar you told me to circle? Who's Rahab? Who's Ruth? Why is Matthew mentioning David and Solomon? I want to know about the donkeys in the the star. And hang on. (laughs) He's making a point. Chaos will not keep Christ out of your world. The Messiah Jesus was born through that whole lineage. Watch. Tamar, who I told you to circle, was abandoned. Ruth was an immigrant. Rahab was a harlot. This is in the lineage I've told you to read. David's an was an adulterer. Solomon, a philanderer. The family tree of Jesus, crooked, gnarled. Some of the kings were bloodthirsty, godless. But God promised the world that Jesus would come. Amidst all that chaotic line, Jesus came. Trying to prove to you nothing will keep him from you. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how chaotic it is. If your heart says, gosh, God, come, he'll come. He came. Mary gave, this is out of a a version called the voice. Jacob was the father of Joseph who married a girl named Mary. And it was Mary who gave birth to Jesus. And it is Jesus who is the savior, the anointed one. Verse six, Christ came in the midst of chaos. One more scripture before we close this out. I love this. I've been meditating on this. In your chaos, Colossians 1:17. He's before all things, God. And in him, all things are held together. I don't know what chaos it might be. Look what Mary and Joseph went through. Look what Tamar went through. Look what Ruth went through. Look what Rahab the harlot went through. Didn't stop God from coming. He won't stop from coming to you. This holiday season or ever, but we're right now talking about Christmas. I'm telling you, I love this stuff. Christmas is huge. Christmas isn't just a cute little story. Christmas is Christ coming, bringing the kingdom of God to our earth for us. If ever there was a time, if ever there was a time for you to ask Christ into your heart, it's Christmas. Christmas. So you can have the real reason to celebrate so that your answer or response won't be, yeah, I heard that. I grew up with that. Oh, yeah, you know, we used to do that kind of stuff. What happened? What happened? Got too familiar? Life, life took its course. I get it. Come back. Just come back. He's brooding over the chaos. I won't even go into all that. It's coming up for the luncheon. He sees you. He's got you. He's holding it all together. Max Lucado says, in the manger, God loves you. Through the cross, he saves you. Really, it comes down to this. The story of Christmas is a story of God's relentless love for you. I wanted to show you that it wasn't all squeaky clean because sometimes you can get so bummed when you see everything squeaky clean. And you say, well, it must be nice for them. I know it can be wonderful for you. He's in it, folks. He's in your life, if you'll let him. I'm going to pray for you right now. If ever there's a time for you to have Christ, it's now. Will you, you, wherever you are, pray these words with me that this could be the best Christmas ever. Father God, just repeat after me. Father God, those listening by podcast, those watching on on the air, I recognize, just repeat it, I recognize that I need you. I've become jaded. Something's gone off the rails, God. I want back in. I repent, and I ask you to come back in my heart. I make room for you in my heart, God. Please come in. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen can be incredible. Oh, if you prayed the prayer, let us know. Maybe you're watching right now. And you can type it in. Anna, team, I prayed. I'm back. Oh, my gosh, we will shout with you. The angels in heaven, can you imagine the eruption? They're doing it for you. Love you, love you. Um, see, there I go again. I hate going to the announcements, but I have to because the atmosphere is just so, it's so precious. God is so good. Uh, look, I want you to join us on uh, December the, I think it's the 23rd. We will have a special Donahue Christmas, family Christmas show for you. We will be going through the story of Luke. I have each family member giving their thoughts on certain sections out of that book, the story of Christmas. Join, bring your family. Sit around. Just watch it together. We have one of our girls on our teams. They watch it on the YouTube on their huge screen. It blesses my heart. That's what you got to do, man. Keep getting the word in. So that's coming up. Kick off for the new year. I do it every year. Friday, January 21st, free event. Visioning up for that whole thing now. And um, go to anadonyministries.com for all details. Hey, like us on Facebook, Always. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You'll never miss a show. And um, I don't bring it up often, but I'm going to bring it up right now. It's at the end of the year. We are 501c3. Anything you give, of course, all year round is tax deductible. We could certainly use it if you're looking around saying, man, who can I give to us? Us. (laughs) We greatly appreciate it. I want to buy airtime. I don't know where yet, but I can feel it in my heart. And uh, you're, you would help us do that. So we love you. Uh, in the meantime, we got another show coming up on the 23rd to wish you a Merry Christmas. And I'm going to say it right now, Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you next time on Solutions with Anna Donahue. Amen.